My name is Preston Grace, and I'd like to welcome you to the No Walls Podcast. Hello and welcome to the No Walls Podcast. My name is Preston, and I'm here with our student pastor here at the Brick, Taylor Otterbein. What's up, dude? How are you doing today? I am well. I am well. How are you, bro? I'm good, bro. I just came back from vacay, right? Yeah, I did, man. I was in Florida last week. Uh, I flew for the first time there and back, so that was cool. It was an interesting experience. What is the flying experience like for you? It was so... So takeoff was weird because it literally feels like I'm just on a bus, and then all of a sudden the bus is just like going up if that makes sense like you ever seen the movie sky high yeah yeah it's like that it's like and like i know like a lot of people have flown so they know what flying is like but for me I, I didn't expect it to just be i don't know i thought it'd be different and then um landing was scary both times so like we would hit the runway and i'd be looking at there's like these numbers that count down something of course i don't know what the numbers mean i'm just looking at them because they're there and i'm seeing like on the runway it's like five four three two as we're passing these numbers and I can't see how much runway we have up ahead, but I know like one is the last number that I'm I know of besides zero. And so I'm thinking like we're running out of runway and we're still <laughs> going like 200 miles an hour. And uh, anyways, we we were fine both times though. Just I guess it's just how flying is. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the process of like you're at the at the airport for like maybe two hours max, and then you're on the flight, and we were on the flight for two hours or like an hour and a half, and then I'm in Florida. You know what I mean? It's not like a 16-hour drive or whatever. So, I really enjoyed that. I would say one of my one of my most irrational fears is probably planes. I've never been on one, but they terrify me. Because it's probably just a control issue. Because I like to control everything, but <clears throat> it doesn't actually matter to me how low the percentage of how many people die on a plane are. Right, because it's ridiculous. It's like significantly more dangerous to drive to the gas station than it is to get on a plane. Yeah. But like, if I drive to the gas station and get into a car crash, there's a really good chance just a fender bender. Right. <laughs> yeah. I crash in a plane, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's the like the finality of the plane crash is what freaks me out. Yeah. I don't care how small the chances are. If it actually happens, I'm not coming out. Yep. I got a really great chance to come out of a car crash. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's why they scare me. So. We've got Switch starting up. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening to us, and you don't know what Switch is, it is our student ministry here at the Brick, and we're mega pumped about it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm super stoked. Uh, and so my question is, uh, what have you been? You know, it's like so. I like as we get ready for Switch. Like part of the last like month has been just kind of getting my thoughts in order right her like yeah. what we're going to teach and some of the sermons and we've got leader night which is the big event we do where we welcome new switch leaders to the team and to the family because <clears throat> the last month has just been <laughs> kind of getting content together and processing like what are we gonna do you know what do we what are the what's the themes for the year what are the what are the conversations that we want to have with our students and how do we want to develop our leaders and stuff <clears throat> and so my question for you <clears throat> is throughout the summer uh, what is what's something new you've learned or what are what are some things that um, have grabbed your attention or areas that you want to develop I asked you way too many questions let's <laughs> stick with what's something new you have learned or are learning something um specifically this summer I think that I've learned that's that's new is I think I've learned 
and I think this has some has a lot to do with the Global Leadership Summit. But I think I've learned how much influence I have as just like as a everyday person. And um, we kind of had a podcast about that recently. But and uh, like as well as like how much influence everyone has, if that makes sense. Like not just me, but pe- just people in general. So I'm I'm starting to see. Um, leadership potential in people that I think I would have overlooked before. And I think I'm starting to see more leadership potential in myself. And so, and for whatever reason that happened this summer, I think I've been listening to a lot more leadership stuff. And then us going to the the summit was a big thing for me. And uh, yeah, that's, that's probably, and with that, that's something I want to focus more on. It's like um, just developing as a leader. Like that's one of my goals now is to like a life term a life long goal is to, be a great leader if that makes sense so no, it does yeah what are some things you're doing to make that happen um <laughs> mostly just taking in content i'm trying to be more aware of so like I, you know i like do like the tech team stuff here yeah and i'm trying to be more aware of the culture in the tech team that like way more than i was before so instead of just having things set up so that we get through another sunday i'm trying to set things up so that um, for the longevity of the tech team. Yeah. And I'm still not there to where I'm doing that like as effectively as I'd want to, but I'm noticing I've noticed over the summer I've shifted from like we're we're surviving Sundays to this is what I want the tech team to look like six months from now and these That's are the good. steps from taking to have that happen, if that makes sense. So. No, it does, it does. I love that. <clears throat> uh what are uh what are some of the goals you're trying to shoot for? <clears throat> So I have with the tech team specifically. Or yeah, I guess that's fair. Yes. Okay. Let's stick to tech team. So I've um I'm trying to lead myself out of tech team. Yeah. Is is the ultimate goal. Currently we ha- I have um some people on my tech team that I'm trying to get into positions to take over things that I'm doing. One of them is sound. So Chris, who has been crushing it on tech team, um he stepped yeah, up he and has. he's led in some spots. He is taking over sound now and we're trying to get him to where he is the sound guy. Uh, I need to recruit some more people so that we can fill in some other spots since he'll be on sound. And then um, I have another uh, person on my tech team named Tony, and I want to give him some more responsibility soon, kind of that Chris was doing before. Yeah. And uh, eventually, uh, you know, like I will be out of tech team. But for right now, I just want to get all the spots filled where I'm not touching it so I can see my team from from a thousand foot view, if that makes sense. That's really good. I keep saying if that makes sense. I don't know why I'm saying that. It does though. (laughs) What about you? What do you, what have you learned this summer? (coughs) Yeah, I think for me, (coughs) so I've had this whole journey of empathy over the last like four months. Um, (coughs) Cause you're trying to figure out like, (coughs) that it really does matter. Cause I think for the longest time, I think I was just okay with not being empathetic. Like, Mm. Well, first off, I think I would have just said I'm not empathetic, right? Yeah. Some people are and some people aren't. I think I genuinely believe that, that like, <clears throat> in the same way, like, <laughs> some people get to be seven foot and other people get to be five foot eight. Yeah. All right? Like, and you didn't really, there's nothing you could have done to, to make either one of those happen. <clears throat> and through, like, lots of different conversations with people, like, specifically Chelsea Brown, who we've had on the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> it really helped, like, reshape for me the the value of empathy, um, what it is, whether or not it's important. Like, I think I was just content not having it. I mean, like, all right, I know it's important in the sense that, like, we need to have people who are empathetic. 
but I don't have to be that person. I'll yeah. just make sure I have people on my team that are empathetic and will cover that gap. And I think I thought that was sufficient. And now I don't know so much. Like now, actually, now I don't think so. I think, especially as a pastor, I think you need to be empathetic. Mm. I think you need to work towards that ability to like have a conversation with someone. And <clears throat> I think these are the parts I realized it wasn't like sympathy. Like empathy isn't the ability to feel your emotion. It's the ability to connect an emotion and a memory of mine to the emotion you're feeling. Yeah. Because I think that was always the part. It's like, well, I can't carry your pain. I don't know what you feel like. Yeah. Um, and now I've realized, like, it isn't so much that I can feel what you're feeling. It's that I can connect to a moment I felt something similar. Mm-hmm. And we can be in that moment and carry that heavy together, that that difficult moment together. <clears throat> and learning that and processing through that, I think I've realized to be to be a great pastor um, but not just a pastor, honestly, to be a great husband, a great father. Like, I want to be great at empathy. I want to be able to sit in the difficult moments with my family, with my kids, with my team, and my leaders. And when the really hard moments hit, I want to be able to sit there with them. I want to mm-hmm. be able, I don't want to run around from that, or try to fix the moment, or try to solve their problem. I want to be able to just, in that moment when they need it, be able to carry it with them. I want to, be able to sit there and feel that and, and know that I'm with you. Like, I'm not going to run from this difficult time. Uh, we'll carry it together. And then yeah. once we get through this moment, we'll process on the back end. But right now what's important is you don't have to carry this alone. <coughs> so for me, I've been trying to grow in empathy mm-hmm. um, and develop that. And I thought that that was going to be like my word for the year next year until I heard the whole soundtrack bit from John Acuff, which, by the way, I've officially finished the book. If you're listening to this podcast, you need to go read or listen. I give you credit for both. People who hate audiobooks, they can kick rocks. There's <laughs> reading no matter what. <laughs> so if you're an audiobook or a physical perk, I don't care. But go get the book Soundtracks from John Acuff. It is stellar. <laughs> I've been processing through that. And I think I've been trying to figure out what is the what is the soundtrack that's made that so hard for me? Mm. Like, why why do I not want to be empathetic? I think I've realized, I think I've always, I think the soundtrack I've always had is that vulnerability means pain. Yeah. And to me, being empathetic seems very vulnerable. To be able to, to drop my guards, to be present with you in that emotional moment and feel that pain or whatever that is, uh, it seems really scary to me. Because uh, I'm going to try to figure out, like, is empathy going to be my word for the year? And I think I figured out what my phrase is going to be because I need a new soundtrack. Uh, and the soundtrack that I've come up with is, <coughs> I think, I think the soundtrack I'm going to have for next year is lose on purpose. Hmm. <coughs> so <coughs> part of the reason, so I did something called the EQI, which is like an emotional intelligence test several years ago. And the test said that I'm low in empathy. And the reason it was is because I usually compare my pain to other people's pain. And so because unfortunately I've gone through a lot of trauma, I usually come to the conclusion of other people being sad is like, that is not that bad. You should know what I went through, right? (laughs) Which is kind of a theme for a lot of my life is always trying to one-up people. Like I need to be on top. I need to be on top. Everything's competition. Even in pain, it's a competition. I've got to have more pain than you. 
<laughs> which is just irrational, but it is what it is. I have a broken collarbone because I had to prove that I wasn't as slow as everybody else thought I was. <laughs> so, like, I think I've realized I need to lose on purpose. Not even saying that makes my soul cringe. But I think it's what I'm going to do next year because intentionally lose. Mm. I don't need to be right. My pain doesn't need to be bigger. My wants don't have to win out. Like I'm gonna get. I'm going to fight to create moments where I lose. Yeah. Your opinion, not mine. Your way, not mine. Your want, not mine. Uh, your feeling over mine. And while no, for everybody that might be very terrible. If you're on an enneagram, you're a two. Yeah. Don't 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 sell <laughs> out to that. Right. Yeah. That could get really unhealthy. But for myself, I usually get the win. Yeah. Because a white dude who can communicate, can <laughs> is an enneagram eight, can is insanely confident probably overly confident <laughs> probably unfoundedly confident in himself <laughs> at times <laughs> i usually get what i want and so i need to overcorrect that and realize other people have better ideas and i believe that but i don't think i always while i believe you might be smarter than me and you don't have a better idea the way that i lead sometimes doesn't give you the ability to walk that out mm. because it's so clear what i like mm. and so you naturally adapt to that and so I think what I've learned <coughs> this year is the value for empathy. And I think I wait. I think the way I'm going to walk some of that out is I'm going to look for opportunities to lose. So I'm going to lose comfort uh, for hope. I'm going to lose yeah. comfort for the ability to love somebody in front of me. So um, I'm just I'm not going to try to be safe anymore. I'm going to try to open myself up, uh, and however risky some of that might feel allow God to use that to help shape me into a better husband, father, pastor. Yeah. What does that look like to try and develop that? Is that, is that your, is your soundtrack for next year? Is that your way of developing empathy or is like, what does it look like like to develop empathy? Yeah. (laughs) That's the question I'm trying to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) I've asked Chelsea this a lot and I'm not gonna co, I'm not co-signing what Chelsea says Mm -hmm. because Chelsea needs to be able to say that for herself I'm going to say what I've, like, what I've interpreted. Yeah. Right? So this isn't, I'm not, she, she didn't stamp approved. This has not been approved by her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but from what I gather, it seems like the best way to develop it, because like most things, it's just practicing it. Mm. It's when people are feeling something, don't run from it. Don't hide. Don't let someone else take care of it. Don't gloss over the conversation. Don't su- change the subject. Be there. Yeah. Be present. Be available. And I think that's going to be it. <clears throat> I need to continue to grow it. I've got to work through the soundtracks, if you will. I think I really do have got to start changing the way I see things. Like, there are so many internal narratives that I've developed over 28 years of life that aren't, they're not thoughts anymore. They're just rhythms. It's muscle yeah. memory. So every time I come up to a new soundtrack that's going to get in the way of empathy, I've got to learn to attack that. Yeah. I've got to learn to change that, which is why the new soundtrack, Lose on Purpose, is my first step. Okay. I'm sure by the end of 2023, I'm going to have a thousand more of those. Yeah. Because <clears throat> the first one I got right now, because right now it's letting you win over me. That's mm-hmm. an important thing I've got to develop, and that will start the journey of empathy for me. So it's my first step. Because I think what's going to look like <clears throat> is creating opportunities for empathy. So not passing a hard conversation off to, or excuse me, not passing off an emotional conversation because that's how I would deem that, right? I yeah. don't mind having the difficult, like, let's wrestle with our deep <laughs> beliefs. Yeah. I have a hard time with your crying. Yeah. 
I just don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because <coughs> not running from those. Because I think trying to find them <coughs> and accepting them as they come and, and working through, like, not being heard. That's the that's why losing matters. Like, to lose on purpose comes into so many areas for me. So, like, if we're having a moment <coughs> and you're having a really difficult time, what's important in that moment is not for you to hear my wisdom. Mm. Now, I will give it to you if it's necessary. <coughs> but if your heart is broken... Me telling you what you need to change is not really solving the pain right now. You just need yeah. someone to carry it with you. And so, like, me being hurt isn't what matters. You being, like, loved is what matters. Yeah. Right? Someone being able to be here with you, that's what matters. And, and I've got to teach myself to make that my – that's my that's – my, that's my – uh, that's my default, yeah. right? That's that's where I want to go. That's what the new muscle memory is. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to have as many moments as I can. When I find them, I don't want to run from them. Repetition, and then start with lose on purpose, but grow those soundtracks as they come. You know, because more show up as because I start seeing more things, start processing more. Okay, I need to. Right, I gotta fix that soundtrack. I gotta flip that soundtrack. I gotta flip that soundtrack and start creating new soundtracks or mantras, if you will, to help me move towards empathy. <coughs> And then I'm going to try to see if I can shadow Chelsea. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I could get to watch her do what she does and yeah. see someone who's a professional do it. Like, yeah. really watch. I, she would probably be uncomfortable with me saying this, but I feel like it would be like watching MJ shoot a basketball. Yeah. You would <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like if we just went and shadowed Chelsea, I feel like we just watched Michael Jordan dribble. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> So yeah, I'm, if I can get in that room, I'm gonna do whatever I can. Yeah. Do. But if I can't, those would be the, you know those would be the two ways. Like, I gotta replace all the soundtracks with healthy ones, and then um, I'm gonna try to not run from those moments. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. What are some things you're excited about for Switch this year? Man, <laughs> so many. Uh, one is the energy. Uh, yeah. Like so, so tribes are a big deal for us, which. Uh, Another terminology for those would be like small groups. Mm-hmm. So in our student ministry, we every Wednesday night we meet in small groups. So we do a worship experience, there's a sermon, and then the night always ends in students breaking up into small circles where they've got leaders that connect with them and other students that get to process the sermon, talk through life, and things like that. So we're a little unique because a general rule, other churches do it, because as a rule, like there aren't very many in at least our community, that's shut down for the summer and we don't have switch for the summer. Yeah. So we sell out to our tribes and meeting throughout the summer. All right. So what could be like your church camp, if you will, we generate that by all summer long, creating spaces for our tribes to get to build relationships in those students' worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now it's not just a week at church camp. It can be multiple weeks, multiple times, multiple conversations. <coughs> and so this year, I've always felt like our team did a good job at doing that, right? Because this was the first year ever we had 100% completion. Like, yeah. every single tribe this year met throughout the summer. That's awesome. We usually have, like, one or two, for whatever reason, they don't mind making it. This year, every single one. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like, I don't think I've ever been more excited about anything than, like, that. Because now, those relationships kept flourishing and kept growing. And so I, I already know, like, come September 7th when we start back, it's going to be on. Yeah. There's going to be a ton of energy. And there's a lot of students going to show up. I'm pumped about what doing that so well during the summer is going to mean when it comes to the depth of the relationship those leaders are going to have with the students. Yeah. 
So I'm super pumped about that. I'm really excited about the team. We did a big leader push this year because we had our, you know, most students we've ever had in a switch experience last year. Like, we averaged more students we've ever had. We've seen more students we've ever had. And so we realized, like, while it was crazy amazing to see all the students that came that Wednesday night, I mean, it was nuts. We are not ready for it. Yeah. While that moment was beautiful, like, we did not have enough leaders to be able to run that many kids. <clears throat> and that's exciting, right? Because I don't think God is done. I think he's just getting started. Yeah. Because we did a big push. And we added, like, we have, like, 17 people signed up to come to our leader night. Sweet. <clears throat> to come catch the vision, which is see what we're about, have conversations. And my hope is we retain them all. Yeah. And then we could take our team of, you know, 30 leaders to, you know, 45. Yeah. And then we can really do something, you know, like really continue to grow this thing and can build relationships. And because that, that switch works at the pace of the relationships, right? For us, belong for you believe is such an essential piece to the heartbeat of what we do. And relationships are the way you achieve that. Yeah. So we can only go as far as our tribes are healthy. Yeah. Um, it's not the preaching that makes switch special, it's not the worship. It's the tribes, man. It's those relationships. And so all of these new leaders joining the team are going to create for us a space to really develop that. We don't have one tribe getting too big that you can't have real conversations. Yeah, They stay at a healthy size. They continue to de- uh, develop these deep, profound relationships, which are ultimately going to set up a space where kids feel safe. Yeah, When you can love a student and you can create a space that they feel safe, there is absolutely nothing, in my opinion, God can't do. And that's exactly what we want Switch to be. And now it looks like we're going to have the ability to do that on a really large scale. Yeah, I'm stoked about that. And I'm pumped, that. man. Yeah. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see <coughs> I'm pumped to see the students again. I'm excited to see all the lives that get changed. I'm excited to see the leaders be in their element again, watch them run. Um, all of the students that do come, I'm excited to see it grow. You know, like obviously I like healthy things, healthy things grow, so – uh, I'm pumped about that. And then I'm also pumped to see you do you. Yeah. So <clears throat> working on you getting on that stage and communicating, I'm excited to see what that means for our car student ministry, having multiple communicators developed and ready to run this thing. So, yeah. Cause just a few. I got a lot, though. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm pumped. We've got a good, strong team, man. I'm thankful to get to be a part of it. Um, it's an honor to get to serve with them. And uh, I have a feeling this might be the craziest year we've ever had. Yeah. We've had a few crazy ones here lately, so yeah, maybe this for like all good reasons. No, no crazy curveballs this year. That's what I'm praying for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot of buy-in. Like, I feel like our leaders are really bought in. The like you were saying, like the tribes, the relationships that are developed in a lot of those tribes are just have a lot more depth to them than they have in the past. And I think that's like that's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited I, about it. <laughs> I've had so many cool conversations here <clears throat> lately in regards to the relationships <coughs> that the students have built with the leaders. <coughs> like on Sunday, I had a conversation with a, like a mom, and she was talking about like just how much like the tribe has meant to her son. Mm-hmm. They've had some difficulties, like <clears throat> home is split, so dad has created some tension, um, you know, for the son and for the mom, and so there's like. There's some tension there, and she's like, while that's really difficult, I know that he's always been able to go to his tribe leader. Yeah. Like, so even when he's not listening to me, he'll listen to him. Yeah. And just the safety blanket that's created for the mom and the way that that's made her feel to know that, like, 
he has another person that's loving him well besides me. Yeah. And that's been huge. And that story times a thousand over because what's being created in those tribes, I mean, it's not just a switch thing. Because why as a church we love life groups so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there really is just, there's something so profound about having people who love you, bro. Like there's just something about the strength of a healthy relationship and what can be done in it. Like I was just talking to Trevor, our worship pastor, <coughs> and he's been practicing stage communication. So shout out to him for developing and I knew tools. Yeah, absolutely. To his tool belt. Uh, but when he was practicing, he was talking about <coughs> life groups. He's, just, his, he's got a life group because started a couple years ago, and it's, like, insane. Yeah. Like, it's one of the coolest life groups. It's, like, amazing. The relationships they have are just bonkers to me. And the number of life change stories that have happened in his tribe alone or just or his life group alone have, like, blown my mind. Yeah. I'm like, put, again, a life group's like a small group. <coughs> so he's just talking to me about so many of the things that he's seen happen in these people's lives and it's super cool to me he, like he's like you know it really is kind of one of our core values you know bet the farm risk takers core core value it's like we're big thinking uh we're, we're big thinking faith-filled bet the farm risk takers we'll never insult god with small thing you're safe living <coughs> and i'm like he's like that's exactly what life groups were for so many people and i think that's true for relationships yeah like, I don't know very many things that are scarier than relationships. I mean, one of the reasons I have a problem with empathy is I'm afraid you're going to hurt me if I'm vulnerable with you. Yeah. All right? So, like, it is kind of a trip to think about how much faith it really does take, man, to open yourself up again if you've been hurt before. And what I love so much about our church, unashamedly, man, because I've never been anywhere that's better at making you feel safe. <clears throat> I've never been anywhere that really helps you come into this door and regardless of what you look like where you came from what your story is this is home for you you're safe here clearly have to agree about any of this stuff but this is still a place you can belong even if you don't believe and it's what makes our life group so special to me because that heartbeat is in every single one of those moments you're just safe here you're safe here this is safe this is safe and it's, I think we're getting the opportunity to help put people believe again that relationships can be good, people can be kind, and it actually can heal. When yeah. you get the right one, it can change your life. And we're starting them back up on September 7th. So feel free to go to all of our sites. You're going to come to the Brick Church. You can listen to the Muskogee area. Come on, hit us up. Come yeah. check out a life group. They're incredible. They're beautiful. They'll change your life. But Yes, I mean, all of what we do in Switch is really just sold out to the belief in life groups and how strong those can be, which is we just call them tribes because, you know, you got to try to make things sound cooler for kids. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm excited about it. We got two weeks now. Yep. So 31st is leader night and the 7th is Switch, man. Let's do it. We're about to make it happen. I'm pumped. Do, uh... Okay, so does it with... You know, us not having switch for the summertime. Do you find that to be for yourself? I know, like it's it's supposed to be resting for the leaders, and I can see that for yourself. Is it resting for you, or does it does it make you anxious about taking that much time off? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it used to make me really anxious. <coughs> really. <coughs> so when I came, <coughs> when I came to the brick, 
there's so many things we do here that are just so different than every church dynamic I was raised in, right? Or raised in. I, I, like, like once I got into church, it it's so much different than anything I was used to, right? Like from basically like 17 to 24, what I experienced church to be was just not the brick church. So I got here and there's so many things that we did that were like, just they're weird to me because I, I just hadn't been raised around that or really seen anything like that. Yeah. Like we're allowed to ask questions here. What a mind blowing idea <laughs> for me. Feedback. Who gives feedback? You're not allowed to do that. <coughs> there was lots of things like that. <coughs> Once I took over the student ministry, uh, like four four years ago, we started processing what Switch would look like. Because at the time we we're a network church, which is where we get the name Switch from Life Church. Right. <coughs> we were in step and did everything kind of in line with them and they took a break during the summer and I looked at Jared like he's freaking crazy it's like we are not taking a break so you need to take a break and you know all these reasons behind it I'm like mm-hmm. <coughs> I think it was the first time I realized how much of my life was made from a place of like fear and anxiety mm. like I don't think I would have ever said I was anxious but the more I learn about anxiety and the more I look back on my life I'm like ah I think I was just lying to myself yeah. there's definitely some anxiety in that because <laughs> there's so many decisions I made in ministry that are based off of fear like what if I'm going to lose those kids yeah <laughs> we spend this whole school year building switch up can we take a break can they don't come back mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I do yeah because I was so, like that was genuinely like a, fra- a fear of mine I was like no we have to do things during the summer we got to get bigger during the summer because we don't dip yeah we make all these things happen like so much stress to try to make summer this incredible huge moment can just fight the curve of the fact that students are just not in school and that affects attendance no matter what you do, no matter how cool you are. Yeah. <coughs> and Jared's like, <coughs> can you just help me walk through like so many different things? Like, are those your students? What do you mean are they my students? Like, do you own them? No, I don't own them. Then what's the problem? If they don't come back, one of two things happen. Either they weren't called to be here and we should celebrate that because now they've found a place that they are called to be, yeah. a place that they can thrive in. Or we aren't doing a good enough job building relationships for them to come back. That means we know where we can grow. Yeah. Either way, it's not we don't, we're not white-knuckling people. Right. Because one of my favorite things with the brick is we don't do that. Like If you feel called to go somewhere else, we're going to celebrate you on the way out. We're not going to make you feel guilty for entertaining the idea that maybe our church isn't your church. Mm-hmm. Like There's a lot of different churches for a lot of different reasons, so we your cup of tea. That's cool. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that whole idea was like so revolutionary to me. I remember the first summer we took a break. We'd only had like, <laughs> I think we had grown to like 30 kids or something like that. Because <clears throat> like the whole summer I was just kind of like, like, like bugging out a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, should we do a church camp? <laughs> like, should we entertain that? Like, I just kept having to come back <clears throat> and reassess like, should we be doing this? Should we not be doing this? But now, no. Now I've seen the product. I've seen what I've seen the benefit of what it does to my team. Mm-hmm. My leaders having two to three months break is good for them. It's yep. good for their families. It's good for their health. It's good for their stamina and their energy, right? <coughs> when you think about it, at least in our church context, we're the only ministry that requires you to serve a different day. Mm. All right, so you can serve everywhere in the church. It's all on Sunday, except for student ministry. Yeah, student ministry means you lose a night. Yeah, so you don't just lose Sunday, but you also lose Wednesday. 
And then if you're a mom or a dad and you got kids, that's a whole new element you've got to factor in. What do we do with those kids? Mm-hmm. Who's going to watch those kids? And then you got to factor the fact that you're in student ministry, yeah. which in itself is its own little event. Yeah. So you become a tribe leader. You're going to have a few students that, you know, like, have you reassessing some things? <laughs> like, yeah. am I really supposed to be here? Because <laughs> there's a lot. And I love that it's a lot. Because what makes it so meaningful, you know, all these beautiful moments to run as heavy as we run and to be as passionate as we are, it's a lot in the tank. And so the break is good for the leaders. It's great for the kids. You know, we really sell out to the idea that we want to lead students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And part of that is helping them realize mom and dad are good too. Yeah. We're not an escape from your family. We're a place that should be echoing the best parts of what mom and dad are saying. Mm-hmm. We're not working like in opposition to mom and dad. We're trying to to partner with mom and dad to help you become the beautiful, amazing, kind, wonderful, world-changing human being God has called you to be. Yeah. <clears throat> and so the summer break is good for mom and dad. Because they want to take vacation. They want to go to the lake house. They don't have son or daughter feeling guilty for not being at Switch or trying to pressure mom and dad to not go because... Well, I'd rather be at Switch. Like, right. no, 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 we want the family dynamic to be healthy, not just the student, but the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. And then for me, I've realized the benefit of months off our my ability to prep, can hmm. pray and process and and get my vision together and help build the culture and the break it takes to recruit new leaders and things like that. Trying to do that all while never taking a break. I don't think I realized how hard that was yeah. and like how much how draining that was and. I had such a hard time getting leaders in the churches I were at before this, and now I realize why. It's like you're burning through them. Like mm-hmm. they don't ever get a break, and that's just a lot. So, <clears throat> yeah, I used to be anxious. Now it's because I'm a thing. Like people ask me, I'm like, bet. Like y'all, you're more than welcome to do ministry how y'all want. But for us, this, this is how we're rolling. Yeah. And then honestly, the other side, the kids are jacked to be back. Yeah. <clears throat> that first switch after Christmas break and after summer break is nuts. Yeah. Like the energy in that room, the expectation, the anticipation for what God's about to do for this next semester. Like you can't, you can't create that, bro. Mm -hmm. Like that is not, if they sold that, it would, it would sell out tomorrow. That (laughs) feeling is the best. Yeah. Yeah. So if, um, if y'all are out there and you got kids and they are not <laughs> yeah. they are not in a student ministry come plug them in a switch it's, yeah, it's going to be a really 12th good time grade, man. Yeah. September 7th is going down absolutely and if you uh, if you're looking for a place to connect you know the idea of healthy relationships or finding a community is, is is speaking to your heart life groups are a beautiful answer to that and they're starting September 4th as well so you can, you know, click in the description. We'll put a link in the description to our link tree, and it'll show you how to sign up for life groups and things like that. But we'd love to have you. We'd love you to come check us out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's a good place to wrap this thing up. Let's do it. Um, love you, bro. Appreciate you. Love you, sir. And uh, this has been the Know Alls Podcast. <laughs>